In this episode, Dr. Paulding uses certain words that might not be suitable for young audiences or might be triggering to some audience. Listener precaution is advised. Thank you and God bless you. All right, so we, we, will, we will do a reflection in the meanwhile. Um, Dr. Pauline just got in, so she's getting herself again. So in the meanwhile, we're going to do reflection. We, all of us online have been on Bible study at least one night. And so we're all going to tell what we have gathered from the Bible study. I do not want you to click off because you're being asked to do reflection. So we just want to know that while you're coming online, that you're gaining some understanding of what we are teaching. So I need you to tell me in your own words. So I, everyone, you can um, unmute yourself in order to speak. Unmute yourself, um, everyone. You have the ability to mute yourself. Um, all of you are muted, so unmute yourself so that you can speak. All right. All right, I'll go. I'll start. Um, so what I learned from one of the previous Bible studies is that it is very important to stay in the word of God and like to stay close and have a close relationship with God and truly know him for who he is. Because one of, one of the points that was spoken that I took was that those who walk with the Lord, meaning those who have a, a true relationship with him, and truly like spend time with him and everything, they will be saved. And also because we don't want to just be like living in in this world and like living in like being in the church, but we're not of the church. So it is very important that we truly walk with God because then his word will become true to us. And just as how he how he says he will save us, that means that he'll also protect us he'll, because he is our rock and our refuge. And also I learned that when it comes to the people of God and everything, we have to be attentive. We have to pay attention to those who we surround ourselves and especially those who God puts in our lives because we have to truly be careful of like what we say what we do because we don't want to offend them and we especially don't want to offend god so it, it is very important that we pay attention and that we take our time with those that he surrounds us with and also i learned about forgiveness and salvation is a place of change and i can truly say that like I'm in this moment or like this time of where I'm truly experiencing it, especially salvation because like I'm in college. So like this is like an, an applicable time of life to like truly 
like go before God and everything and just surrender all to him and everything because you you don't only want to be like changed just to be changed but you want to be changed for the better and you want to be changed because you want God to like use you more and like to show you who he is on a deeper level and everything so that really stuck with me so forgiveness and salvation is a place of change because you are acknowledging and you are going before God saying that Lord I want to be turned around for the better and that you're saying that you don't want to be in your old ways you don't want to you don't want your flesh to overpower or overcome your your spirit and everything so that that point was important to me and um also when it comes to forgiveness and salvation um i learned that true repentance has to be involved or else we will not change we will not be renewed as we are praying to god about concerning the matter so it is very important that when you go when we go before god in the time of repentance that we go before him with a true heart with a sincere heart because you don't want to you don't want to do the wrong thing and you don't want to make it a habit or a behavior and everything so it's just very important that you truly acknowledge what you are doing and that you truly want to make a change and a difference in your life and so um, that's where the blood comes in because the blood is what washes and what cleanses us and we have to make sure that we don't waste the blood of Jesus um, as we pray and as like we ask God to wash and cleanse ourselves and that's what I learned from Bible study amen 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 all right anyone else Okay, we are doing reflection. Yes. Something that you're taking away from the Bible study, anyone? Okay, Everyone? I I learned, um, this is Yola Lee, um, how we have to, how we go to God in prayer, how we... Um, um, have to be obedient to his word and how we have to be respectful to his word and when sometimes we don't know why we're grieving the spirit when we do wrong and um, you know we th sometimes we do we think we're doing the right thing but actually we're doing wrong because it said the tongue I learned that the tongue the way you speak to people and how you speak to people you could destroy or or, or make somebody help somebody with the tongue I learned that when um, how to when you when you go to God and ask Him to help you to um, for forgiveness of all your sins and how He uh, and how you want to be changed, you know, because these are the things that we, we we need to do in order to to be with Him. We have to love love each other and how to take care of each other how to take care of our parents and how, how how to speak to one another um sometimes we talk 
we speak and we don't know we hurt somebody. So if we hurt somebody, we should be able to say, if I hurt you, I'm sorry. I don't mean to to, to hurt you by the tone of my voice. Um, I learned that uh, how that when when we go up, be, be, we have to show ourselves, we have to study the word of God, to be closer to him. We have to fast and we have to pray each day. Um, I'm glad for, for the, this month of the hour of prayer every hour. Because so if we were not doing, I mean, one, we, some people only pray one day when they wake up and when they go to bed. But the Bible said we're supposed to pray continuously or every prayer we get in because other people other Christians we should be praying as much as possible and this is one of my um my aim is to do more and more prayer and and be sincere in my prayer and and um and sometimes you don't know if you're not being sincere so that is also a, a, a thing that it said you have to be sincere and God look at your heart of your, your sincerity of when you pray and ask him and whether you um, and how you go to him. How are we supposed to cleanse our body, our mind and our soul and our spirit uh, um, to when we go to him in prayer and, and to, to commune with him. I learned how to um, how to be uh to that we need that we need to be in our in the word and not just read um and not but not just read it but to actually um study and 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 if we don't understand things to go and ask about what we don't understand um i learned about how how prayer no uh, dreams of our dreams and understanding our dreams and how how if we do not understand you cannot tell any and anyone your dreams you go to somebody reputable to to ask question about your dreams um i learned that not not any not any argument a child um should be in or listening to your um, adult situation that we should keep children out of our out of our um out of our arguments or out of our our discussions, if it does not pertain to them or the, the language is not reported to them, um, a lot more. But right now, that's what I remember. Okay, thank you very much, um, Sister Debbie. Um, anyone else? Anything that you're taking with you from the Bible study? Anything that stands out to you? Well, um, this is, this is, uh, Sister Sarah, and, um, you know, even as Dr. Pauline, you know, I know with uh, Dr. Pauline, you know, the focus is uh, forgiveness, part of the focus, but, um, Dr. Pauline always, um, also talk about dreams and, uh, the importance of dream as it relates to our destiny. And, um, you know, she talked about Joseph, you know, Joseph having a dream. She talked about Abraham, Abraham, um, the covenant that Abraham received that he didn't fulfill. And, um, you know, you know, um, like sometimes we get dream and we ourselves, you know, will not, we, you know, we get dreams or we might get a prophetic word. 
And um, it might seem, you know, beautiful. You know, the prophecy might sound beautiful, but we are never um, shown or we don't know what we have to go through, you know, for it to be fulfilled. We don't know the trial part oftentimes is never shown to us. And um, last week, I remember I asked a question to Dr. Pauline uh, regarding Psalms um, uh, 18 and uh, verse 30. And part of it says, um, the word of the Lord is tried and he's a buckler to those that trust in him. And um, yes, I kind of know the meaning, but I wanted a deeper, you know, like understanding of the, you know, that verse, you know, because I hold, that's one of the verses I hold on to, you know, during my time of challenges, which is now, you know, sometimes, you know, we get prophetic word or we get dreams and, you know, just like Dr. Pauline said, look, it seems so beautiful to us, but uh, what we have to go through, you know, to get there, is not sometimes what we want or it's not something that we even imagine. You know, as I read the Bible and I read about David, you know, David was crowned, you know, king. He was anointed king. And he had to go through his wilderness experience before he actually sit on the throne, you know. And um, Joseph, you know, went through a lot. He got thrown in a pit. He, you know, he, you know, he faced jealousy, envy, uh, all kind of stuff, you know, before he get to, you know, before that, you know, that dream came to fruition. And, um, you know, I hold on to that because part of my challenges, it's like, you know, Dr. Paul in teaching is like manifesting in my life right now. You know, the situation that I'm faced with, you know, uh, you know, that's when we have to like hold on. And I thank God for, um, you know, Overcomer's House. I thank God for Dr. Pauline. I thank God for, you know, Reverend Peace, Reverend Altia, you know, because, you know, during this time of trial and challenges, you know, it's the word and it's even this Bible study that keep me, you know, every week I walk away, I learn something and I learn how to, you know, to push forward, you know, I learn how to trust God, you know, as, you know, um, you know, just to trust him, you know, just to rely on him. And, you know, as Dr. Pauline said, you know, the buckler is like, you know, when your shoes is buckled, you know, like when, it, when you move about, you won't, you know, your shoes won't fall off your feet. So the word that I receive and the teaching that I'm receiving this Bible study, it keep me, you know, like, you know, focused. It keep me from, you know, like just, you know, falling away. You know, the question was also asked about, um, you know, when Dr. Pauline was talking about, you know, hopping and, you know, from churches and like sometimes, you know, when we get corrected, we want to run away. You know, thank God for the word. Because, you know, even during correct, even when I receive, you know what, you know, ginger, overcomers us, ginger from Dr. Paul, you know, even if I get correction, yes, it might not be, or even if we hear something, it might not be what we want to hear at the time. And we might huff and puff, but then, you know, when you look at it, you see the reality and it's like, okay, this is, you know, part of what I have to go through. So I have to just, you know, stay. I have to just sit and take the ginger. I have to just, you know, accept what is coming to me because it's preparing me for the greater things that God have for me. So, you know, you know, that, that part just, you know, it just stand out. It's amazing, you know, because I'm like, really, I'm going through what Dr. Pauline is teaching about, you know, but I thank God, you know, for the word, 
I thank God for his grace. And I thank God, you know, for giving the strength. And I thank God for having, you know, people around me who I can rely on and who can, you know, help pray me through, you know, so I could walk into my destiny. You know, um, you know, I just thank God. And, you know, even as Dr. Pauline uh, talked about sincerity, uh, last night we were on um, line praying about sincerity and honesty. And, you know, Dr. Pauline always say, you know, now we praying about it, or, you know, when she, you know, preach or teach about it, you know, the devil is waiting to test you, you know, and um, today it was, it was truly amazing. I went into a store to get some, some racks and um, they had 12, you know, and I, I took 13, you know, that, that was a whole bunch of, you know, like little racks that was on the, the shelf and I took it and the guy, he counted it and he count, he charged for 12. And, you know, he missed one. And, you know, I went outside and I'm counting them. I said, no, this is, it's 13. So why am I only seeing 12 on the receipt? And I walk all the way. I pushed the wagon all the way over to the car. And when I got to the car and I was putting it in, I said, no. I said, you know, this is not right because, I mean, it's one rack. It's like $3. It's like, you know, like two ninety nine or something like that. But I said, no, let me go back with this rack. And, you know, I went back in the store and I was showing the guy the receipt. I said, you know, I had 13, but you only charged for 12. And one guy was so angry at me because he couldn't understand why, you know, like something for $2.99 and I got it. I went out the store. Nobody knew about it. Nobody was watching me. And I had to come back to the store to, you know, to bring, you know, to take it back. And, you know, I just laughed to myself because I said to myself, I said, he doesn't understand. I said, what is waiting for me if I walk away with this 299? I said 299, yes, it seems like a big deal because oh, he didn't charge me for it. And oh, it's 299 in my pocket. But then what is waiting for me? And I remember Dr. Pauline saying, you know, the enemy is waiting to test us on honesty and sincerity. So you know, it wasn't a problem for me to just give it back. I would have given it back anyway, but that just reminds us of, you know. You know, when we pray or when we hear the word, you know, Dr. Paulina always encourage us to, uh, you know, like make every conscious effort to apply it to our daily living. And, you know, even though one person might see me as being stupid, but I thank God I was able to just give it back. And when I gave it back, I felt so good, you know? So I just thank God for that. And I thank God for this Bible study because it helped me to remain strong. It helped me to just hold on, you know, to the promises, you know, just stand on God's word, just use the word of God when we are faced with trouble, you know, and, and you know, that's what I'm walking away with from what I learned on this Bible study, you know, like week after week. Amen. 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 Um, any other Sister Adeline. Hi, Sister Adeline. Um, we learned about the importance of the word of God. Dr. Pauline mentioned about when you have the word of God in you, it's like an armor, it's like a merchandise. You use that to, to fight your battles. And, you know, during the Bible studies, we learn how um, Joseph was betrayed by his brothers, and also Ju and Jesus was also betrayed by Judas. 
So when you got betrayed, when you have been somebody, somebody have, you have been betrayed by your loved one, you have to seek uh, either you ask for forgiveness if you betrayed somebody, or if you've been betrayed, forgive and continue serving the Lord. Because when you forgive, you're able to have open heavens. You know, when you have open heavens, it's a blessing. So I learned so much uh, on that. And also the importance of false prophecy. Like when you have a dream, you take it to false prophets. Or when you meet some of those, those when false prophecy like, Somebody who just the Holy Spirit says, the Spirit says, you know, so those false prophecy is very, very bad because God doesn't like that. Or the God, God told me to tell you that, you know, so we learn about all those false prophecy and to not to carry our dreams because we might have a beautiful dream that if you go, you need to go to the right person to tell you in order to accomplish what you, you had in your dream. But by going to a false prophet, that might be stopped. So I learned so much on that. So that's what I got at from classes. Amen. 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 Um, any other? Any other? Anyone have anything else to share? Something that you're taking away from the session? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, Dr. Pauline, you can go ahead. Yeah. How are you all doing? Blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly favored. Amen. Is it only three people on this line? What are the others? <laughs> all right, shall we just appreciate those who give the reflection? Let's just uh, Coco, Adeline, Yulili, and who else? Give reflection. Wow. Are people alive on this platform? Hello? Yeah. I'm only seeing three people's light. I'm seeing Angelique's light. Who else? Hmm. My light is on, Dr. Paul. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, your light is on. Yeah, yeah. I'm on, Dr. Pauline. All right. <laughs> okay, now I have four. Yes. Who's, who, who, whose light is dim? If your light is <laughs> My dim, light please. is on, Dr. Pauline. It's not dim. Okay, all right. Dr. Gwen, <laughs> yeah, I see your light. <laughs> whose light is dim? If your light is dim... Please switch on your light. Arise and shine. <laughs> Arise and shine. I'm here, Dr. Pauline. All right. Okay. That is five. Okay. Who else? Let your light shine. Amen. 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 Let your light shine. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay. Thank you all for the reflection. And so let's make our declaration and then we go on. Welcome to the Garden of Wisdom. 
for the gathering of wisdom Bible studies. The Garden of Wisdom is a place where we discover and dig out the knowledge that leads and directs us on the path of righteousness to fulfill our divine destiny. Please repeat after me. I am here in the Garden of Wisdom. I am here in the Garden of Wisdom to gather wisdom. To drink from the well of wisdom, to receive instruction, direction, and guidance according to the plan and purpose that the Lord has predestined for my life. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive, I receive it. it. I receive it all in Jesus' name. I receive, I receive it all, all in Jesus' name. name. Amen. 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 All right. So I want to thank God for tonight. And uh, we have been looking at the first dream of Joseph. But tonight we're going to start looking at the second dream of Joseph. The second dream of Joseph is very interesting. In the first dream, we see that um, in Genesis chapter 37, from verse five says, and Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it to his brethren and they hated him yet the more. So we saw that it wasn't only one or two dreams, but there were so many dreams before this particular one. And he said unto them here, I pray you this dream, which I have, which I have dreamt. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, unto uh, uh, my sheaf arose, and also, and also, stood upright and behold your sheep stood round about and made obeisance to my sheep so notice the word obeisance and then we come to verse 38 genesis 37 verse verse 8 sorry and his brethren said to him shall thou indeed reign over us which means that the term obeisance mean that Joseph was going to be a ruler among them. Okay, Joseph would be a ruler among them. And I have always said that Joseph's dream was the same dream that 10 years later, is it 10? Uh, yes, about 10 years later will be the dream that the baker, the butler, and Pharaoh himself were going to have the same dream he had about 10 years earlier will be manifested through other people dreaming again to confirm the dream that Joseph had had. And the term I want us to note here is and made obeisance to my sheaf. 
So we are going to look at the term obeisance. But before we look at the term obeisance, let's come down. Verse 8 says, and his brethren said to him, shall thou indeed reign over us? Okay. So the term reign means rule, means you are going to be the greatest authority, means you are going to be in charge. You are going to be the one in control. Yesterday, when we we're praying, I told us to pray for something very important. And that is that I have been enabled to see who would be what in the future of Overcomers House. Some people that the Lord puts a blessing on them have already ejected themselves out of the blessing. They have left the ministry because they don't want to be corrected. And I was saying that there are parents who encourage their children to leave because of the comments they make, because of their own attitude. And this is how sometimes parents eject their own children from their destiny, from the blessings of God from the purpose, the plan and purpose that God has for them. And sometimes we also, we get angry so quickly, instead of finding out why am I giving ginger? Why am I being corrected? We are angry. We don't participate in anything anymore. We eject ourselves out of the blessings of correction, out of the purpose of correction. And where are we going? When we judge ourselves, we become wondrous, vagabonds, fugitives. Listen to this. Sometimes we sell ourselves into slavery. And sometimes we sell our children into slavery. Because we don't want to obey authority. We don't want anybody to tell us something because we feel, oh, I am also a prophet. Oh, I, the Lord told me he's going to use me. Oh, the Lord said I'm going to start my own ministry. Who says? The people who prophesy, can they hold your hand into fulfillment of your ministry? And what is ministry, by the way? Every aspect of the duties and activity we perform in the house of the Lord is a ministry. The person who sweeps the church is fulfilling a ministry. The person who prays is fulfilling a ministry. The person who, 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 who sings is fulfilling a ministry. The usher at the door is fulfilling a ministry. And likewise, every aspect of the members of our body is fulfilling a ministry. Our eyes, fulfills a ministry. Our ears fulfills a ministry. Our mouth fulfills a ministry. Our hands fulfills a ministry. Every aspect of our body is a ministry. The hair on our head is a ministry. And you will say how? We are getting there. You will understand that even your fingernails is a ministry. So the word obeisance <laughs> is what I want us to look at. So 
It says, and made obeisance to my sheep. Okay. Then in verse eight, and his brethren said to him, shall thou indeed reign over us? That is obeisance. It means that Joseph was going to be a ruler. Joseph was going to be great. Joseph going to be on top and never below. As the word of God says in Deuteronomy chapter 28. You shall be on top and never below, above and never beneath. Blessed shall you be in the city, blessed shall you be in the country. So here we are seeing that Joseph had a dream. His brothers understood the dream immediately. And they wanted to stop it. Sometimes the people you tell your dream to eject you out of your destiny. The people you tell your problem eject you by giving you the wrong interpretation, by giving you the wrong advice, by making sure that you don't stay in the place of correction. The place of correction is a place of building you up, is a place of reconstructing your behavior, your attitude, reconstructing your heart, your belief system, reconstructing everything that concerns you. So we need to learn obeisance. And uh, by the time we get to, let's, let's finish it there, because if I move into the second dream, it will take us into another realm uh, differently. So here, you can see that sometimes when people understand our dreams, our revelations, they become jealous and envious. And that's what happened with Joseph brethren. They understood the dream and they're like, shall thou indeed reign over us? Come on, you little boy, what are you thinking about? That we all shall come and you, uh, and serve you? and respect you and honor you. Oh, no, we're not going to do that. No, don't tell us we are going to obey you. You forgot what happened between our, our, our mother and your mother, and we would now come and submit to you. Oh, yes. Obeisance means to submit. It means to respect. It means to honor. It means to venerate. It means to adore. So, Joseph's brothers understood the revelation and they tried to reverse it. By reversing, it means they were reversing his destiny. And this is where we all need to wake up. What is happening to us? When God is dealing with you, one thing that happens when God is dealing with you is you feel like you are being broken. Spirit of the living God fall afresh on me. Melt me. Okay, first of all, he will break you. Break me, melt me, mold me, and fill me. So when God starts to break you, you will have different types of challenges within and around your life. 
And when you have the different types of challenges, the way you respond to the challenges will show whether you are actually willing to be broken. You are actually willing to be remolded. You are actually willing to be refilled. But when you run away, when you hide away, when you listen to bad advice, like someone says to us, you know, someone has an interesting, interesting uh, 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 presentation. It says, blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Walk not in the counsel of the godly. You see, the ungodly is somebody who knows the word of God, but is not willing to work with it. Ungodly is a person who have an idea what the word of God says, but it's too hard for them to obey. And they will not encourage anybody to walk in that path because it, it, it's too hard, it's, it's, it's difficult, it is not easy. Blessed is the man that works not in the counsel of the ungodly. So when we look at the term ungodly, ungodly means you are aware of the knowledge of God. You know the knowledge of God. You know what the word of God says, but you are not willing to submit to it. You are not willing to walk according to the word of God. So blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, all right? The way of sinners, which means the lifestyle of sinners, those who don't want to be in church, those who feel that the church is not a place for them, those who feel that uh, uh, is a waste of time to go to church. No stands, no sits in the seat of the scornful. Those who know the word of God and, and mock the word of God, they tease you for submitting to the word of God. They mock you, they laugh at you, they jest you. They, 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 they sarcastically remind you of the word of God, but they don't actually mean that you should walk with the, work of, with the word of God. They don't actually encourage you to obey God. So blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel, advice, advice of the ungodly. So the ungodly means the person knows about God. The person knows about righteousness. The person is aware of what the word of God says, what the Bible says, but they don't want to align themselves with the word of God. And they will not encourage you to walk in the path of righteousness because they are not ready. Or, and sometimes this happens because of jealousy and envy. Sometimes some people don't want other people to, to rise against their own children. And so if you go to them for counsel, they would, they would, they would, they would thrust you out because they are waiting for their own child to be more progressive. And then you come behind and beg for bread. You come behind and lick their toes. You come behind like a puppet. You depend on them. So anything they would do to keep you lower, 
to keep you out of the light and keep you in darkness. So you'll be a slave to them forever. That's what they will do. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners. Sinners are those who are conscious of the word of God and are not willing to submit. They are not willing to submit, okay? And they are not willing to, to, to respect the person who is, who is, who is, who is taking the responsibility to correct, who has taken the responsibility to, 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 to mold you. You know, uh, there were, there, there are so many people that I practically beg to go to school. Since I was a child, there is one thing I always do for people. I always beg people to go to school. By the time I was finishing high school, I was already paying school fees for people to go to school. But guess what? None of them appreciated it. They rather turn around and accuse me. Look, I was in boarding house. My school fees were paid by my parents and I was paying school fees for another person to go to school and the person was in boarding house. And guess what? In those days, we take our own bed to school. That is our mattress and pillowcase and everything. And so I had to use wisdom to give out my bed to somebody because their parents couldn't afford it. You know what the person told me? They want a brand new bed. They want a brand new bed and not the one that I have used. Then at another time, I gave a bedding to some people and they were angry also. These are people I pay school fees for. And because there were a lot of student bed in our house because all my siblings, myself and my siblings went to boarding houses. And, you know, for whatever reason, we had a lot. And my father also has a school and has boarding house. So we have a lot of those things to give to people to take to school. Instead of those people to ever appreciate it, I tell you, up to now, none of them have come to me to say thank you. But they will be the first to cast a stone against me because I send them to school, I pay their school fees, and I didn't give them everything they wanted in their lives. They won't even show me their, their, their graduation certificates. This is how ungrateful people can be. You help them, they turn around and accuse you and find fault with you. Obeisance means to honor, to respect. And the brothers of Joseph were like, Oh no, no matter what you would be in your life, we're not gonna honor you. We're not gonna bow our knee to you. No, we're not gonna do that. So you can see that from generation to generation in the church today, you have somebody to become great. The next time they pack their bags, 
They won't even say goodbye. They go accusing you, finding fault. They forget all the good things you have done for them. They forget all the good things you have done for them. You know, if you don't fear God and you listen to those people, this afternoon I was in a meeting with some people and uh, in the program that I, I, I am involved in. And people were bitter and complaining about things. And then I asked them, listen, before you complain, check your life. What is, what, what, what is the most important thing in your life that somebody did for you? And what is the most important thing that you did for yourself? When I asked that question, everybody was quiet. I said, listen to me very carefully. Let us be careful we don't become ungrateful. I said, you see, some of the people that offended you, you first offended them. Some of the people whom you did good to, they first did good to you. But you have forgotten the good they did because of a little pain. And you are emphasizing the pain. You've forgotten the good they did to you. And then I asked them, I said, can you remember who first in told you to go to school in your life? Who first introduced you to a particular school, a particular vocation? Who helped you to even graduate? Who helped you to even get a job? I said, check it out. Those are the people you are angry with today. Those who taught you how to write your name, today they have become your enemy. Those who taught you how to become big, those who taught you how to dress, those who taught you how to comb your hair. Today, they are your enemies. Everybody went quiet. Everybody went quiet. And I looked at a particular lady. I said, how are you? I said, how old are you? She said, I am older than you. I said, no, I am not here to compete. I said, I want to point out something to you. She still says she's older than me. I said, okay. I said, I am glad you are older than me. I said, listen, I am 60 plus. So I am glad you are older than me. So what I want to say to you, since you are older than me, you might have experienced it already. She said, you don't mean it. You look like 38. I said, thank God I look like 38. And another person said, she is. Another person said, hey, don't you listen to how this woman talks? She talks with a lot of wisdom. And when she's talking, the reason why we men keep quiet is because nobody talks to us the way she talks to us. That since we came to this program, she's always advising us cautiously. And we don't get people to talk to us like that. Then the lady said, I am sorry. I am not even half your age. And since the day we started the program, I saw that that lady was bitter. And everything she does is with, 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 with repellent. 
You can see she's angry. She anything you say, she jumps on you, and I will calm her down. While we are still in the in the program, I will send her text message. I say, be patient, be patient. You know you are a wonderful lady. You know you are a you are a beautiful person. I will be sending her beautiful messages. So she thinks I am a baby. I don't understand what she's going through. But this afternoon, she started saying sorry. And she now carried my bag. <laughs> yes, she carried my bag. She didn't even want me to touch anything. So this is what we don't understand. Joseph's brothers didn't realize that it was Rachel that brought Jacob to the house. It was Rachel's marriage that became their mother's marriage. They didn't appreciate her for once, but rather accusations, bitterness, anger. And now they saw a revelation that the promise that God has given to, to, to Rachel is in Joseph. And Joseph is going to manifest that blessing. And they were still fighting Joseph. They hated him. That he, 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 he's claiming that he's going to be the ruler. Sure, he's going to be the ruler. Didn't he? Sure, he did. Yes, he became the ruler. So sometimes when somebody tells us a revelation, let us pray before we get angry and bitter and withdraw. And we don't want to have anything to do with those people again. Do you know those who are praying for you? Do you know those who are praying for your children? It is not... It is not the father of Joel Austin alone that prayed for Joel Austin. The woman, the intercessor that God raised to pray, her name has never been mentioned. They only said there was this woman who prays. So I want us to realize that we don't know yesterday. We may know today. We don't know yesterday. Joel Austin's father should have been alive to see where the work he has done. His grandfather should have been alive to see where he is. His great-grandfather should have been alive to see. May we live to see the promises God gives to us. Who caused Moses not to see the promised land. He's the same brothers. These same brothers. Look at how they frustrated Moses. Moses was to take them to the promised land. But Moses could not step in the promised land. He could only show them the promised land. He could only show them and say, hey, that is where God says we are going. And he has to remove his robe and give it to Joshua. Ah. Hmm. Hey. Whom are you giving your mantle to? Who 
is receiving your mantle. Who is going to receive your mantle? You see, Elisha as Elijah for the mantle. Elijah, Elijah said, if you, if you see me when I've been taken up, then the mantle will be yours. That means if you will go with me through the challenges and difficulties that I have to go through when I'll be taken up, then you'll be able to receive the mantle. The challenges, the correction, the breaking, the melting, the remolding. You don't want to be corrected. You don't want your children to be corrected. I am so sad about a woman that you corrected the children and this woman left over Kame's house with the children. And you know the funny thing? Her own children drove her out of the house. Her own children drove her out of the house. Her own children married her husband. Her own children drove her out of the house, married her husband, and she had to die in an unknown place. You know, correction don't kill. The Bible says, spare the rod and spoil the child. If you are running away because of correction, I am sorry for you because the word of God says, he who refuses correction is a bastard, bastard, son of a bitch. May we not be a bastard. May we not be a son of a bitch. So the, the, the brothers of Joseph understood the revelation and decided to fight him. What is the revelation you are fighting? Is that revelation meant to correct or to destroy? Is that revelation meant to prepare you? Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Shall thou indeed reign over us? Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? The blessings of God says be fruitful and multiply and have dominion and that is the blessing god gave to mankind after the destruction of uh, by flood the lord reinstalled that that blessing to noah and when abraham was called the lord restored that blessing to abraham and now look at it the descendants of Abraham were trying to eliminate that blessing. They were trying to destroy that blessing. They didn't want that fruitfulness to be multiplied in the family. Be fruitful and multiply and have dominion. Genesis 1.28. And his brethren said to him, Genesis 37, verse 8, 
shall thou indeed reign over us or shall thou indeed have dominion over us hey god has given us dominion are we able to utilize the dominion no because we are fighting one another we are jealous of one another we are frustrating one another Everybody will say, oh, we are not yet 1,000 and we are 24 years old. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hello. If God gave you only one child, would that hinder you from going to heaven? Because you don't have 28 children, so you can't go to heaven. You don't have 10 children, so you are not qualified to go to heaven. Because you have only one or two, you can't go to heaven. Hey, let us reason properly. You. Let us reason properly. Let us examine the word of God properly. He says, where two or three are guarded. He didn't say, where 1,000, 2,000 people are guarded. No, that's not the word of God. Let us critically examine. Shall thou indeed reign over us? Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? Have dominion. And they hated him yet the more. Because Rachel had only two children. And Leah had about, is it seven children or eight children? And then her, 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 her maid servant had three. And all is called Rich, uh, uh, Leah's children, about uh, 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 seven of them we're called Leah's children. We have to be careful we don't allow numbers, physical numbers to destroy our destiny. The word of God says, be fruitful and multiply. Replenish and have dominion. How do you multiply? Do you get to 10 before you multiply? No, multiply yourself. How many souls have you won? January, February, March, April, May, June, July. August, September, this is September. Count it from January to now. Have you won a soul to Christ? Have you led a soul to Christ? Have you rescued a soul from perishing? Have you opened the prison gate for any soul that is perishing? Shall thou indeed reign over us? You have not brought in a soul, but you want the place to multiply. You have not multiplied yourself. So what are we talking about? We have to come to a place where we understand the meaning of dominion, fruitfulness, prosperity, increase. And we must remember that the last words of Jesus Christ is, go ye into the world. Teach them the word. Save them. Rescue them. Rescue the perishing. The great commission. We all have to start saving souls instead of destroying souls. We all have to start saving souls. How many souls have you saved? How many souls have you rescued? How many have you driven out of church? How many have you hated? And they hated him yet the more. We have to get to a place where our heart is clean. We are sincere. We are sincere. We are sincere. 
I wish I could understand all revelations, but I don't. I wish I could know everything, but I don't. Because the Lord just give us a word, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, a word of understanding. He didn't give us a sentence, a word he gave us. And so in our bid to be able to have access into the throne of heaven, open heavens, to have access into the presence of God, our Father, that anytime we cry, our Father will hear us. And even before we cry, that he will hear us, that we will have access into his presence, we must learn forgiveness consciously. We must make a conscious effort to forgive one another. We must stop disliking one another. We must stop hating one another. We must stop discouraging people from coming to church and say, oh, they are not growing. You are not growing because you have refused to be fruitful. You are the one who is not obeying God. If somebody tells you that because you have only one child, you are not a mother, how would you feel? Or somebody tells you because you have only one child, you can't go to heaven. How would you feel? Let us stop comparing foolishness with blessings. Let blessings be received wholeheartedly. Let us fear God sincerely. Sincerely fear God and sincerely be fruitful and say, if I am the one God is going to use to open the gate, to allow souls to come in, I will surrender and give my whole life. When I was young, one of the things that challenged me, I used to read a lot. I don't think I read as much as I used to read now. Besides my school books, Oh, any little time I get, I must read a Christian literature. And I remembered reading this book. There was this woman who decided that she wants God to use her to bring revival to their church. And this woman, every day, will go to the church and pray by herself. I've forgotten how many days and how many years she prayed, but she prayed for a long time. She will go to the church and pray, God, bring the souls. God, bring revival. God, bring the souls. I wish I can remember the author of that book and do for that book. One day, she didn't know that God has answered her prayer. And that was the day she was late to church. When she was going, she saw people running. They would run past her. She didn't know why they were running. She didn't know where they were going. When she got to the church, the church was so full, packed to the extent that she herself could not get a, a space to enter the church because the church was overpacked. And people were crying. They were crying. They were repenting. They were confessing their sins. For days, it continued. Day and night, 
do you know what was happening? The Lord had answered this woman's prayer. And the fire of God, fire of revival was upon the church. And when people rise up, they will see the church and they see that fire. And that fire will catapult them, will draw them and they will start running and going to the church. Break time at work. People will just feel the fire. It will catch them and take them to the church. For days. And that revival went to various cities, countries. One woman decided she's going to pray until something happened. That woman's name is not one of the popular names we know today. But the Lord used her. When I read that book, I also decided I will pray. I go to church to pray. Whether church is open or not. And I was a young kid. I go, I come back. My mother gives me this, the leak. Beats me. Beats me for it. But I thank God. I have stayed in the war of winning souls. Everywhere I go, I make sure I lead somebody to Christ. They might not come to Vakame's house, but wherever they are, I want heaven to continue to give me the wisdom to win souls, the wisdom to lead souls to Christ. If I was a typical pastor, everywhere I go, I will set up a church. But I will not set up a church because I will not set up a church God has not called me to set up. If God gives me three churches and those church and the people in need to be sincere and honest to go to heaven according to the plan and purpose of Jehovah God. Amen. Hallelujah. We are not here for competition. We are here for sincerity. So Joseph's brother hated the covenant, be fruitful and multiply and have dominion. They were fighting the dominion that God gave to them. And he said, shall thou indeed have dominion over us? What do you want to do with your dominion? Why don't you want to receive the dominion? Why don't you want to honor the dominion? Why don't you want to respect the dominion? Everybody bow down your head and pray for yourself that. We will not kick against our own blessing because we are being selfish and envious and thinking that if, 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 if Pauline Wale rises up, then my family has to go and start their own church. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk that nonsense and say, God, I don't have my own heaven. And you cannot create your own heaven. We only have one heaven. And that heaven is the heaven of righteousness, the heaven of sincerity, the heaven of the fear of God. God did not raise me to save only my family. God raised me to save the world, the human race. And I am also imparting into you to save a soul 
to save your family, to save your brother, your sister, to save your, your somebody close to you, to save every soul that comes your way. That as I am teaching, you are also gathering wisdom to teach. You are also guarding wisdom to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish. Poor Yongicho. Hey, my goodness. Went home to glory yesterday. So sad. But thank God, Poor Yongicho was a pastor. How many souls were in the church? Handful. And then he got sick. Listen to this testimony. He got sick and couldn't walk, couldn't move. His mother-in-law, his wife's mother, decided to gather the women in the church to pray for his healing. While they were praying for his healing, the church grew and multiplied. Young Cho was sick for maybe two or three years. And the mother-in-law did not take over the church, did not divide the church, but decided to gather the women to pray. And they started praying. While they were praying for Yongicho's healing, other people were being healed. Many more people were healing. And the healing was flowing in the nation. On their jobs, people were getting healed. Wherever they go, people were getting healed. And these people were coming to the church. Even when it was not the meeting day, they were coming. By the time God will heal Nyongicho to go to the church, Nyongicho could not recognize the church. A church that was less than 10 people were in thousands because somebody prayed. Nyongicho was not the one that prayed. The wife was not the one that prayed. It's the wife's mother that prayed. And it brought revival to the whole of Seoul, Korea. The whole of Seoul, Korea became electrocuted with revival of souls. Who are you? What is your responsibility? Instead of Joseph's brother to pray and say, God, thank you for the Abrahamic promise in our family. They were jealous. They were envious. They were creating division and confusion in the family. Up to today, that confusion is in Israel. Up to now, it is there. How do we stop the war in our family? The war of envy, jealousy, confusion, strife, rival, rivalry, poverty, poverty of truth. May we not be poor in spirit. May we not be poor in knowledge. We are on this prayer line to gather wisdom. Wisdom to walk in the fear of God. Wisdom to avoid walking in the counsel of the ungodly. Wisdom, not to sit with the scornful, not to sit with sinners 
and wisdom to avoid standing with the scornful. Father, today we are praying that you will give us wisdom to manage the blessing that you have given to us. That we will not miss heaven. I will not miss our destiny. We will not fight one another. We will not oppress and suppress one another. We will not allow envy and jealousy to control our lives, our relationships, to control us in overcoming ourselves, to control us in our family. We will not allow. We will not allow. demonic character to appear in our midst. But according to your word, we'll be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue handwritings of ordinances meant against us and have dominion to rule, to rule in righteousness so that we can fulfill our destiny. We thank you, Father, because you have revealed to redeem. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Any question? Amen. Any question? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yes, Any question? Pardon? Yes, that's the body that have a question. All right, go on. You've been teaching about forgiveness. And um, there are times when, you know, someone might offend you. And, um, you know, you, you, you know, pray and you, you know, forgive the person and it's okay. But there are times others might offend us. And, you know, we pray and, you know, ask for forgiveness. And we think, you know, you know, we believe, you know, you know, we ask for forgiveness and that person is forgiven. But then when you hear the name or if you see the person, there's this knot, you know, in the bottom of your stomach and, you know, you breathe it out, but it's just, it's tight. Then, you know, you fast and pray over it, but the knot is still tight. So then what do we do then? That is just my question. Okay. It's a good question. Thank you for asking that question. Now, if sometimes we think we have forgiven people, but we have not. The evidence that you have forgiven somebody is when you see the person, you are able to look into the person's face and smile. The evidence that you have forgiven somebody is that you are able to talk to the person without feeling headache, heartache, backache, you are not feeling bad. That is an evidence. Another evidence that you have forgiven somebody is whatever you need the person to do, you don't struggle to speak to the person. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you should condole the wrong the person used to do. But if you have sincerely forgiven somebody, you will not be afraid to say good morning, good afternoon with a smile, with joy in your heart. It doesn't mean you should sit to the person and start 
talking and chatting like you used to do. Because there are people who have a certain character. You can't change them by, your, by, by, by trying to change them. You can only change them by sharing the word of God with them. Like we are learning about forgiveness. You have to make sure you send that message to them. Because everything that pops up on WhatsApp, we send to people. What about the message we have received on forgiveness? If you don't send it to them, they don't know. So sometimes the person you have forgiven don't even know the meaning of forgiveness. And they, that the character, the, the behavior for which you were offended and you forgive them, they still don't know how to get rid of it. So forgiveness is not enough by saying, I forgive you. But forgiveness comes truth when come into reality when you are able to tell the person this is what you did wrong. And you bring the person to a place of understanding repentance. Because the Bible says without repentance, there is no remission of sin. Forgiveness is rem remission of sin. So without, without change of mind and change of heart, Forgiveness is not real. Without forgive, forgiveness, there is no remission of sin. It means that without change of mind and change of behavior and character, forgiveness is not real. So the reason why you, uh, you feel funny when you see the person that you, seem, you think you have forgiven is because they are still doing what they are doing wrong. So you have to be able to send them this kind of information for them to listen. And then when they listen, then you can sit with them and ask them, did you listen to the message I sent you? You say, yeah. You say, do you understand it? Ah, well, you know, then you realize they have not understood it. So this is where you bring them to a place of conversation, a place of discussion, a place of letting them know that sister there is a, a character there are there is there is a character that you need to try your best to eliminate according to the word of god so this is where the forgiveness becomes real because they are still offending you they have not changed their behavior so the forgiveness has not gone into their bones and marriage yet until they learn the meaning of what they're doing wrong and come to a place of repenting, changing their ways. Have I answered you? Yes, Dr. Pauline, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Any other question, please? Um, Dr. Pauline, if the person who was, um, who said they have forgiven is having knots in their stomach, couldn't it be that they have not truly forgiven the persons too? Yeah, that's why I, I you see, uh, that is why I, I, I gave that explanation because the forgiveness can be effective if the matter is discussed. If the matter is not discussed, you will still continue to feel the hurt because the person has not stopped hurting you. Okay. Yes, Dr. Pauline, I think that's exactly, you know, the reason because, you know, 
I'm able to talk to the person. I'm able to laugh with the person. I'm able to, you know, relate to the person. We sit, we talk, we talk. But then it's like every now and then, you know, like if I hear the name or like if I see the person, you know, the not just, just it's just there. So what you're saying that maybe that person is still doing what they're doing, it is so. That's that's the reality part of it. And um, now I, I understand it better, you know, because I thought at first something was wrong with me because I'm like, why, you know, I've forgiven this person. I could talk to this person. I could share with this person. I could love on this person, but then they're still a not. So when you said, you know, the, you know, the hurt is there and, you know, like the person's still doing what they're doing, then I understand it. I understand it much better. And that's exactly what's happening. So thanks a lot, Dr. Pauline, for sharing that. Okay. And uh, Reverend Afia, does that give you understanding? Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Any other? All right. Okay, then let's take a reflection. Dr. Pauline. Yes, my Coco. I'll give my reflection. Go ahead. Thank so, you. So I learned that um, obeisance, I hope I'm saying it right. Um, <laughs> means to submit and to respect and to adore. Um, I learned that reign means to rule and it also means authority. And one point that you spoke on that touched me or that like, that I could truly like connect with in this time and season, as well as when you said how, when God is dealing with you, um, it will feel as if, you are broken and I feel like because like I'm in a new like I'm gonna say I, I since I'm like in a new part or like a new time of life like where I'm in college and everything it's like I know what like my purpose is and like I know like what I want to do on my campus so now that like I actually want God to use me more and everything it's like I want like him to break me down so that I'm not doing so that it's not my flesh working but it's my spirit flowing through me and everything so like um when you said this it just connected to me because like I've really been asking God to like renew me and everything you know and you also said that along with God dealing with you um, you will also go through different types of challenges and the way you choose to go about like dealing with those challenges, it either shows that like you're following like what God said for you to do or like how you should go about the matter or you're choosing another option, you're choosing um, your own decision. And I feel like that connects to how um, in Sunday's Bibles, but in Sunday's Sunday school, you said how we have a choice. So we don't only have a choice in life, but we have a choice to follow the voice of God and follow his orders and commandments where we go about how we want to go about life and everything. So to me in this time and season, for me, it's just important to stay aligned with the word of God and know truly more of what the word says and take time to know what the word says and know the voice of God for myself. 
And you also spoke about the ungodly. And you said how the ungodly is a person who has an idea of the word, but it is difficult for them to submit to God's ways. And I can truly testify to that because it's so hard. Well, it's not hard, but it's like, you know, when you're a Christian and you, you're passionate about getting the word of God, like to others and everything, and you, and you yourself don't feel as if you're pushing it onto others, but they feel as if you're pushing it, but you don't mean to and everything. So it's like, they may feel a way and you never know. And like, and everything so I feel like it's just important to like throw to give them the word but don't just like throw it on them and everything so to where like they may like reject it in some kind of way but like so I've encountered like a few ungodly persons um but I could but along with that they are also those who mock and tease you just for believing in God and following the word of God. And they don't align themselves with the will of God because they are not ready to follow God. And this also connects to, they also connect and relate to sinners because sinners, they are not willing to submit and they are not willing to respect those who is taking the responsibility to correct and mold you into who God wants you them to be. And another point that you spoke about that really touched me, that is so true in this time and season, because it goes back to how in the world convention, you said for us to like not quarrel or not complain. You said how if you complain, um, check your check your life check yourself and everything so you have to really check about like check who you surround yourself with check what you do check what you say check how you think check you overall because you don't know sometimes we know and sometimes we don't know who we hang around with and sometimes we don't think that they are bad company but not too long ago, I was reading how um, bad company corrupts, can corrupt us. So it's very important that we check our surroundings. And if our surroundings is not helping us to grow or to follow the pathway of God, then we have to realign ourselves with God and everything. Um, and another thing that you spoke about is how you shouldn't look at numbers and many of us who want to like start like churches clubs groups we think that like many look and pray like oh god send me like like those who send me people like who will come to worship you and everything right send like just of the house of God because like we as Christians we want like the kingdom to grow but the ways that we that we that we go about doing it is may not be how God wants us to truly do it do those things and sometimes like it just connects to how God said with how with Jesus he only had 12 disciples he didn't have 20 or 40 disciples 
and everything. I feel like it just all depends on like those who like how much prayer you put into it and like those who truly come to dwell in the presence of God and want to be changed and everything. And that's what I learned. Amen. 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 Good night. Um, I'll briefly give what I've taken away. Okay. Um, I know you mentioned you said that every duties and activities that are done within the church, it's a form of ministry. Mm. From even simple sweeping the church or the ushering is a part of ministration. Mm. We even spoke about, you know, our body, our eyes, our ears, our hair also is a part of um ministry i'm yeah. sorry and then you also went and you spoke briefly about joseph mm. and how he had his dream but his brothers understood the dream but joseph didn't mm. and because his brothers understood the dream that joseph had they tried to um to steal joseph's destiny and they gave him wrong interpretation. You also said sometimes when we get our dreams, we really have to be careful who we share it with because they will give us wrong interpretation. And also they will know the truth of our interpretation because of jealousy that you know they allow to fill them up. You know, grudge and envy starts to step in and then they'll basically snatch you out of your destiny. You walk right out of it, just simply for sharing it with the wrong person or persons. You also said, um, you know, you spoke about obedience and I could attest to this, that obedience is um, better than sacrifice that you always said, because I could, apply it to myself and give examples where certain things happen in my life and I could attest where I could reminisce where you kept repeating certain things to us and once I followed through in my mind physically what you had said or what you had taught us I could actually see the manifestation of it and sometimes I will sit back and I will smile to myself and I said wow Hadn't I been obedient, this wouldn't have happened. And it goes back to say exactly what you said. Obedient is also, you know, you when you submit, you honor and you adore. You also said about sometimes when we're going through stuff that God will break you down. You'll have challenges around you and in your life. And that's not sometimes we will say okay even myself say god why are you allowing this to happen to me have thou forsaken me don't you love me no more but when i realized it and i applied this i said you know what it sometimes you have to break us down like bring us like back to what a baby step to feed us wisdom and feed us knowledge it's like when you plant a seed and you 
start to water it and the daily starts to grow and you get sunshine, you give it all the, the nutrients, everything that it needs in order to grow. Then at the end of it, then you see the blossom. So at the end of it, that's when you, you submit yourself with obedience and you allow yourself to be broken down by God and allowing him to mend you back. Then you could see the manifestation of whatever that you're supposed to actually get because you allow yourself to for God to work on you. You also spoke about, um, you touched on Psalms 1, um, when you said, you know, do not sit in the seat of a scornful. And you said ungodly persons are persons who actually know God, but they refuse or they neglect to, the, to do the right thing by God because they think that, you know what, this is too bothersome, it's, it's too challenging. So they're rather to walk away and they're rather to come out of God's counsel. And those people also you have to be careful of because they'll try to draw other people with them. And it's not that because they, they don't know God, but it's just like you have some backsliders or some Christians like sometimes, you know, they know the truth and they know the right, but because, you know, they will say, boy, Christianity is hard, it's challenging. Then they start to plant that seed in you sometimes as a sinner or as another Christian person. And then if you're not strong enough, you're like, yes, it's too much work. So you have to be careful of those people or, or you're circling other words. And you also said um, his brothers did not really want to honor him because of jealousy. And you also said, if you don't fear God, you will be in trouble. And you also said what his brothers didn't realize that the promise that God gave unto Rachel, it was being given unto Joseph. So therefore, no matter what they had done or what they tried to do, they might delay him, but it was it could not have been taken away from because that was his destiny. God had predestined that he was supposed to rule. You also said when we get revelations, we need to pray about it before we get angry, before we get bitter. Again, sometimes the person that you know that gives us the revelation. Sometimes we think all revelations are bright and, and gloomy. And when we don't hear what we want to hear or we hear what we want to hear, but it, it doesn't happen within ourselves, we become angry or malicious against the person as if we, you know, we call them liars and stuff. But rather than doing that, you're saying we need to go down in prayer for ourselves too before retaliating on that person. You also touch about um, Moses and you said that Moses brothers actually caused him not to reap his reward. He could not enter the promised land. He could just stay from across and points across and say, there, there was a promised land, you know, and he had to remove his robe and give it to, I think you said Joshua. And you asked the question, you said, who are you giving your mantle to? So that's a question that's left with us for us to assess ourselves. You also said, he who refused correction is a bastard. And I think you said a son of a, that word, I, I think. Um, but you repeated it that he who refused correction is a bastard. So 
whether we're Christians or not, we must be able to take corrections without being angry or malicious at the person. Good corrections. And you also drew something from Genesis 1 verse 28 about being fruitful and being multiplied. And you ask us questions like from January to now, how many souls have you won? You know, have you drawn anyone in, etc. And I think you also said we must um we must pray and ask God for, for wisdom and ask God not to allow us to have, you know, hatred and maliciousness and ask God to allow us to manage our wisdom so that we could walk, you know, in our destiny. And you said some other stuff, but that's what I'm saying. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Shall we, shall we appreciate Sister Shala? Amen. 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 We thank God for wisdom, for knowledge, and for the gathering of wisdom. Amen. 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 So uh, before we share the grace, uh, Reverend Afia, any announcements? Uh, we meet on Friday at 9 p.m. for family prayer. All are invited and on Thursday, we have leadership prayer meeting at 9 p.m. for all leaders. Also, we are to begin to pray towards overcomers expression and more information will be given to you as the time goes by. Amen. And everybody remember, uh, we have posted the new, uh, the, the, the organization that handles the uh, the prayer line uh, numbers have uh, given us a new number and it has been posted on our platform. Please make sure you pick up the, uh, the, the uh, you update the new number, phone number on your device. If you are using the, your computer, you have to update it. And if you are also using a telephone, a line you have to update it so friday if you don't update it now friday you might not be able to come in online so please make sure you update it oh dr pauline the one you sent to me this morning i haven't sent it out as yet i, I sent the one you gave me um monday to them on monday so the one you sent me today i will have to send that one out Okay, please do so. A different number. Yeah, it's a different number because they, they wrote me a letter. That's why I sent the whole letter to you to read. Okay. That I am not the one changing it. So if they assign you a new number and you use the old one, it will knock you off. Okay. So please read the whole letter so that everybody will understand that I would not be changing numbers for any for to just for changing numbers it doesn't pay me to do that so that everybody is aware of our new number and everybody updates their system with a new number we'll keep repeating it until everybody gets it okay all right all right so do you have your water okay i'm praying over the waters now 
Father, in the name of Jesus, even as you are declaring this month yes, as the month of healing, we pray over the water that we drink. That Lord, as you drink this water by food or by making tea, whatever we use this water for, even if somebody decides to, to bath with the water, all is because of healing. All is because of healing. All is because of healing. Let us experience total healing and make us whole again. That your name will be glorified. Your name will be glorified. Father, thank you. Thank you. All manner of sicknesses and diseases. Hallelujah. Also, for the, for the sake of healing, if there be anybody who is under satanic bond, demonic bond, who is being harassed or tormented by the enemy in their sleep, in their dreams, in their going out and their coming in, in the name of Jesus, we command the bond to be broken. We command any form of satanic covenant to be broken. We command any evil tormenting their lives to be exhumed out of their homes, out of their bed, out of their pillow, in the name of Jesus. We separate their soul from any form of evil covenant, any form of negativity, any form of witchcraft, torment, and harassment. Whatever covenant they made by food, by water, by dress, by any means, before they were born and after they were born, consciously and unconsciously, we command every form of evil that is ruling their lives to be uprooted in the name of Jesus. We speak peace into your life. We speak peace into your soul. We speak peace into your environment that tonight the Lord will show you the war and the war shall come to an end because the Lord will show you the war and the solution he has given to you that you'll be able to know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You'll be able to identify the works of the enemy and set your soul free. Father, we thank you because you never leave nor forsake us. And that today we have received the word and the word will become an erasure to every evil, will erase every handwriting, spoken, written, and planted against us. And that today, whom the Son of God set free is free indeed. I declare each and every family on this teaching line free in the name of Jesus. And I declare that you will know the truth and you make the truth applicable in your life. Thank you, Lord, for the water. We seal each and every one with the blood and we build a hedge of fire around each and every one. And we command each and every soul to be hidden in the palm of Jehovah God mm -hmm. and to be covered by the palm of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Shall we share the grace? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and best follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. And ever. Amen. So, 
Go in peace and serve the Lord. Leaders, remember that we are meeting on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Good night. You are sealed in the palm of the Lord. Go in peace. Amen. Amen.